up, witches? I'm Taylor. And I'm Amber. And this is Waking Waking Up up the Witch. Witch. We're your neighborhood witches, and each week we get together and talk about all things witchy. We're two curious ladies trying to understand the human experience, but while we do that, we think it's important to honor the people that lived here before us and honor the cultures and traditions that we're being inspired by. This podcast is about waking up the witch, which means we are learning and growing every day. That being said, we're always open to feedback on how we can do better. Now, let's go, ghouls. <laughs> Hi, Amber. Hello, Taylor. How's it going? Pretty good for me over here. What's I, in your lap? I have a cute little puppy dog in my lap named Tofu. Hello. <laughs> Where'd he come from? We got a new puppers this week. I picked him up in Portland and we took a little road trip home together. Oh, he's trying to get the snacks. (laughs) (laughs) He's a real cute boy. His name's Tofu. He's a Shiba Inu, like our wonton. So we have a wonton and a Tofu. That is amazing. (laughs) So cute. So, yeah, he's a little baby, so he, uh, I figure since we're here today, one, puppies just make everything feel a little bit happier. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that way I could take care of him, keep him company, and make sure he's getting out and stuff in case Dad has to work a lot today. So, I'm just hanging out with a cute boy. He's so cute. Yeah. How's he been this whole week? Oh my God. He's like literally the best puppy so far. And I've been kind of like waiting for that shoe to drop thing. Like he's just getting comfortable kind of vibe. But I mean, he's definitely, you can see him becoming more confident. So, you know, he is kind of getting more open to his surroundings and meeting his sisters Mm because he's the only boy. Uh, only boy pet in Three our house. Three cats and two dogs. <laughs> so he's the man of the house now. Um, he's definitely chosen me as his human. And me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he loves you already. Um, he's bonding with Mark, but he, like, I don't know. I think he just likes females. Like, yeah. seeing how he was following you around a bunch today. Hey, Tofu, sit. Leave it. Focus. Leave it. Good boy. Um, so yeah, they're they're bonding. I'm making Mark like uh, feed him his breakfast and dinner if he's around, and like do tricks with him to kind of like grow some bonding. Because um, if I'm like in the kitchen cooking or doing dishes or something, and Mark's in the living room with all the animals, Tofu eventually just goes and lays in his crate and waits <laughs> for mom to come back. <laughs> so he's officially chosen me. Um, he he's learning so quickly already i've been doing a little bit of training with him teaching him the basics he not instantly like when i first picked him up i put the leash on him and his harness and he he like was bouncing around and twirling in circles and was like fuck this shit (laughs) get it off of me um what is it yeah but i mean like we we had a road trip back to medford which is about four hours but with a new puppy it was like five hours because i had to make a couple stops um but eventually he got kind of used to the leash you know when i'd go walk him and then now that we've been at home uh he's 
it's almost like he's leash trained already. It's so crazy. He it doesn't really so pull long. on it too much. Um, he's pretty comfortable. So he's learning super quick and has been really good. Zoe, our oldest dog, um, she really likes him, actually, which she was really weird when we got Wonton. She was like, I know this isn't <laughs> just a visitor. This is an intruder. What is going on? Because she was the only one for so mm-hmm. long. Um, but now she's like, more animal siblings, please. She's <laughs> I'm sure so that's sweet. what she's saying. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she was like, uh, with very few dogs, she gets like really excited and she'll get her ears all perked Zoe. up. Yeah. And wiggle her butt and get really excited. And she's already done that with him Cute. like night one. So I'm like, okay, she likes him. Um, she barked at him at first? No, no. Yeah. She was really great. Wonton, oh. however... <laughs> I showed her like that picture. Straight up showing us her Cujo side. <laughs> she that first night she was making sounds I've never heard her make before. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? Uh, she's warming up, but she's like she'll play. She's played with him a couple times outside, knocked him over like real hard, like chucked <laughs> him, and so he's been a little timid to play with her ever since then. But I guarantee, in like a couple weeks, they're gonna be just fine. Uh, she's just more of a diva, and I think she's like, I am the diva of the house. Who is this other I'm beautiful creature? Yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of their personality, too. But, yeah, so everyone's doing great, and, you know, the cats are fine with him and actually, like, letting him get in their business, except for Luna, because she is just so damn cute, the traditional kind of cat that wants everyone to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> But everyone's doing great. He's like crate trained. He loves being in there. We put him in there at night. Um, eventually, we'll let him like sleep out. But just right now, I don't want him destroying anything. And um, has only had like a couple accidents inside too. And it was the first night, I think, just from the smells and mm-hmm. excitement. So he's like perfect. Wow, he's- lucky you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't know how. I mean, right now he's, like, trying to eat our mics and stuff, um, but, you know, that's just puppy behavior. He's, yeah, he's being very He's normal. being so good. We just sat with Monica for two hours, and he almost completely laid here and slept the whole time, so. Yeah. I feel so lucky to, like, be making all these new instant, like, friendships with each yeah, other's people. It's just, like, me too. so quick and... She's like, I don't know you, but I love you. And I'm like, I love you too. <laughs> well, and she's like, she's an, one of our avid listeners. Like, I don't think she's 100% caught up, but she's always like one or two behind. And just always gives me like such love sweet that. feedback um, on what we're doing and how it's inspiring her. And ultimately, I think that's. Um, but yeah, she like, I'm sure because she does listen, like there's a part of her feels like, feels she, like knows she knows me. you a little bit. Yeah. And all right, moving one more time. Okay. Um, you know, she sends me a lot of sweet messages that you've been around to like hear or see. So I feel like you it's have so kind of a feel for her heart yeah. also. And now you got to just like listen to her, her story so and who she is. And I just like, oh. I don't know. I learned so much from every single person and totally. feel like so much growth has been happening. And I mean, I don't feel like that this week, but yeah. um, like in general. Totally. It just like feeds your soul too, just mm-hmm. to be able to connect with somebody. And I feel so much better now. Like 
woke up at 5 a.m. crying mm. and then like cried on the way here and then mm. they forgot my burrito and I cried <laughs> and well it was my fault <laughs> um but now I feel like I'm not gonna cry so that's oh, good. good a little life force put back yeah I guess so I don't know what's going on I think a lot of people are feeling heavy around this time. It's like yeah. the holidays are a lot. They mm-hmm. can be kind of a sad reminder for some people mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. either didn't have like a good experience growing up or have lost people they love mm-hmm. or anything like that. And then um, just like it got so cold so fast. Oh, yeah. And my skin hurts yeah. and – um, I just maybe was doing too much at once and like started kind of dissociating and then ended up spiraling and mm-hmm. I'm like catching my brain saying stuff and I'm like, bitch, what? That was so rude. Mm. Like, no, we're not <laughs> doing that. Well, and I'm sure it's parts of like it's this like old someone else version is in my brain. of you too and like as crappy as it feels right now and how and it's very real right now it is part of you like of that growth and and those old parts of you coming in to try to sabotage or um, is this my dark night of the soul totally one of one of many i'm sure (laughs) but there is a light and you will be okay and you just got to keep pushing and working on yourself and resting and mm-hmm. doing things that feel good for you and relieve, relieving any pressure that's coming externally and and internal pressure yeah. too, you know. Like especially at this time of year, there is a lot of pressure for a lot of people. Yeah, and I was just talking to Jess and she was saying like this is the time that we're all supposed to be, you know, kind of hibernating and like nesting mm-hmm. and stuff, but then society puts all this pressure on us to like do 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 and it's just totally. not really natural. Exactly. And I'm like, yeah, I feel that. Also, I'm just thinking back and I'm like I think I'm noticing a pattern that this has happened the last Almost as many years as I can remember mm-hmm. around like early, mid-December. And so maybe knowing that and being aware of that, it's something that in the future I can kind of um, prepare for. Totally. Or, like honestly, I'm thinking next year, like take off December. Yeah, and I was just about to say that. Do something, go somewhere. Like yeah. we went to Costa Rica last Christmas and – I think I missed being home for Christmas, but we could go uh, relax before. Mm-hmm. And they're not in a cold climate, too. Or go to Mexico or something. Yeah. I fucking love Mexico. So, yeah, I'm just like, be more mindful of the pattern. And I think also most other years I've maybe blamed how I was feeling on like, other people or external things happening and I don't have anywhere to point my finger this year. Yeah. Besides it myself. Yeah. And I think maybe that's been almost harder. Mm-hmm. I mean it's it's, it's gross, more though. real. Yeah. But it's like nobody my circle's tight. My group is solid. Like nobody's doing anything 
besides loving and supporting me. So the only, the only person to look at is myself. And, um, and you have to be gentle on yourself because it's not just you causing this. Like you're not causing the these feelings necessarily. It is literally imbalances and you're working on figuring out those balances and like what's affecting mm-hmm. your mood and your energy, what is creating Correct. Uh, toxicity Got within up. your own life. And yeah. then also like truly like hormones – and just, you know, good old depression <laughs> that yeah. likes to creep in. Um, and so remember, if you aren't knowing so already, to be gentle on yourself, too, because these feelings come up as, like, a moment for us to kind of, like, step back and just really focus on mm-hmm. continued healing, continued self-care, because you deserve it, too. Yeah. Well, I'm really excited to share this episode with everybody. It's a little bit different. I think we're just starting to do things a little bit different. I think we're just maybe becoming more of a platform for um, people to share their stories Mm -hmm. because every single human, whether we're, I don't want to say normal, but it's like we're we're interviewing everyday fucking people mm-hmm, that exactly. like deserve to have their story told. Like you don't have to be some anything mm-hmm. to deserve to have your story told. I think that this is completely really amazing. Yeah. And I, I'm looking forward to all just like all the different types of people that we do get to connect with and the stories that we get to hear because ultimately they're impacting our own personal lives and growth spiritually and humanly mm-hmm. and um yeah it's almost I'm becoming sure. the human experience totally. <laughs> tell us how the fuck you're human <laughs> and why that affects you that's also what being a witch is to me though too so i think like we just get to connect with some really incredible people and people that we really care about personally um as well as other people that we get to grow a deeper care for. Yeah. I was with Allison this weekend and we were with a friend of hers that she met and like very quickly became close to. I would Mm -hmm. say it's like similar to how our relationship Mm -hmm. is. And she was saying that she's sent her story into multiple podcasts. And I was like, ma'am, I have a storytelling podcast. I'm like, this is, <laughs> this is it. I'm like, the stars are aligning for you, sis. Yeah. Right here. Let's go. <laughs> and here you are. Whenever you're comfortable. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, look, I have a podcast. <laughs> Let's do it. It's going to be great. And um, this episode is just really special. Monica is literally one of my best friends ever. We've literally grown up together. Um, You know, even through all the moving around and everything, Mm -hmm. like she's somebody that I have constantly kept in contact with. Um, Even if like a year went by, like we, Mm -hmm. she's a person we show up and we are, we just pick right up where we left off. She has been through so much and has grown so much and like we literally barely scratched the surface here um Mm -hmm. but she she is just like 
I love her so much because she's just like a radiant being, a radiant soul in my personal space and always someone I know I can count on to like share love with. Like I love her so hard and she loves me so hard and like always going to be a cheerleader for me and me for her. And I just think she, there's something so special about her. Yeah, definitely. I I don't, I don't even like, it's not even like tangible. She just is such a light in this world. And I'm so blessed to be able to like continue to grow with her. And Mm -hmm. I'm just so grateful that we got to talk with her here on this platform and that you got to share in her energy. Cause She's just lovely. Very lovely. So I hope that you enjoy listening to this episode and just connecting deeper with with another beautiful being. Enjoy. Enjoy. So everybody, if you feel called to, go ahead and close your eyes at this time. And we're going to start this episode by connecting to our breath. So go ahead and take a big cleansing breath in and release. Breathe in again and release. And this last one, breathe in all the love from the universe, from your guides, and from your higher self. Breathing in. And release all the bullshit, all the negativity, self-doubt, and all the things that aren't serving you anymore. I'd like to call in our higher selves and our guides and ancestors to be here with us today. Thank you for another opportunity to connect with another special, amazing human in our lives. An opportunity to connect more deeply and find ourselves in someone else's story. Thank you for leading us here today keeping us safe and protected and guided so that we can connect. Our intention is to just be open today and vulnerable. Please allow for the messages to come through that are for the highest good and highest light for all involved across all timelines and dimensions. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Well, I am so excited. Like, I kind of want to cry a little bit. Um, We today are delighted to have literally one of my closest, bestest, longest friends, Monica Martinez. She's an angel on earth. I've known her (laughs) since we were like in sixth grade, I think. End of sixth grade, beginning of seventh grade. We've tried to kind of figure that out. But we have remained kindred souls, kindred spirits, so connected deeply together and have just journeyed so much through life together and 
continue to remain important people in each other's lives. So I'm just so happy to have you. Welcome, Monica. Monica. Thank you. I love you, Amber and Taylor. I I love you. I love you already. I listen to all the podcasts. So I'm like, I already, we're we're besties too. So thank you for having me. I'm so delighted to hang there. Me too. Thank you for joining us. Yes. Um, So Monica is a realtor in New Mexico. Um, she's an amazing spirit, a birder, an animal lover, and a mother. A and she, like she loves is that, lover. is that what you call it? A birder? Oh. <laughs> Would you say that's a proper name for someone who's uh, so knowledgeable and obsessed with our flying friends? Uh yeah, yeah, I think that's a great um I mean, I, it, that term resonates with me. Uh, it's something I definitely I am um, <laughs> avid about. But generally, I mean, I think it can be a pretty broad category. So I think even if you just, um, you know, I think it, a lot of um, probably majority of people might be more like a retired community that like happens to feed their birds in the backyard and they like kind of take <laughs> note of what birds come to visit them. So, I mean, I don't think it takes a lot to be a birder, but I just happen to be very enthusiastic about it. Um, so that maybe, do you have a bird? Oh, no, no, um, no, no birds. <laughs> That's what I'm The birds saying. of the world are her friends. Yeah. She's like a real life Disney princess in my house. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> There was a lady at the brewery oh. this weekend that had a bird on a leash on her shoulder. Oh. And was like squawking at children because wow. we were there to see Santa. Oh my goodness! It was cute. That yeah, yeah. So you're not that kind of birder. I'm not. I'm not that. That's um a very different. Commitment. Yeah, it is. It's a commitment. They live for a very long time, and um, they do. Oh, yeah. yeah, I. No, I, I enjoy like going out. It, it's like a good reason for me to like go out in nature and just kind of remind myself to pause and be open to what presents itself to me because I do, for me, mm-hmm. it's like a beautiful gift from nature, but also kind of this like what sort of message is there? Like, why am I seeing this bird at this mm-hmm. time? Or even just like I'll broaden that to that for me applies to any sort of, um, creature that I encounter from yeah. like mm-hmm. insect to uh, mammal, um, really whatever is out there that I'm seeing, I'm trying to find some significance in that. I love that so much. But, yeah. Um, I love so much. Like you're someone I can go to and like, you know, the names of all the birds, like you just know. Um, and I'm just curious, like uh, what got you like really like when did you start getting curious about birds and animals and learning their messages and connecting with like the spirit of the animals what got you into that and what do you use to like learn more yeah um so funny enough um I actually used to be really afraid of birds um especially large birds I remember I know at our at the zoo uh they, I think I kind of remember that now that you say yeah that. they had the raptor roost and it would frighten me I would be so terrified and so I would try to avoid uh visiting the section with the large birds and so it, it kind of all happened in like a really 
strange way. Maybe it's not strange, but it wasn't like something that I've always been passionate about. Um, for like, I definitely have always been, uh, drawn to animals, but also like, I, I don't know how to explain it. Um, like I never had a dog growing up. I actually also used to be kind of afraid of dogs when I was little. I was just like, didn't, Mm -hmm. I wasn't around them enough to like, understand them very well mm-hmm. um so I will say I mean I'm I'm a cat person uh I'm also I'm just I'm an animal person mm-hmm, in general same. is what I say now but like I I would say where things started to shift for me was in high school we had to read The Jungle by Upton Sinclair and um basically if you if you haven't read it it is uh want to say like maybe in the early 1900s uh or Great Depression I honestly I don't remember I don't remember all the details, but what I do remember is they, it's a very descriptive um, depiction of working in a slaughterhouse. And I was like, oh, that's what I'm eating. And it just like something just instantly clicked in me where I had never really thought about what (laughs) I was consuming. And I was so like, I just from Mm -hmm. that moment on, I was like this little 16 year old. I was like, I am not eating me again. And, you know, of course, like, still vegetarian? I'm not, I'm not, but it's, you know what, it's really interesting, Taylor, because it's something that's like, keeps presenting itself to me again. And so I keep like reflecting back on that mm. because I'm like, that was something that I was so strong in my convictions about. And, and that was so unusual mm-hmm. for me slash is unusual for me because, um, as you'll maybe get to know a little better, uh, Amber, I know you already know a lot this about a, a lot of this about me, but I struggle (laughs) in having a voice. And so Mm -hmm. feeling like I I constantly kind of just like, let me just go with the the crowd or whatever. And this was something that I actually Mm -hmm. was like, this was my decision. And I was vegetarian for 12 and a half years, um, vegan for a lot of that time Mm -hmm. too. And this was like, you know, in the late nineties, early two thousands when I started and, and, you know, my parents, like I think they just, they, they were like, okay, yeah, that's cool. If you want to like, you need to do your grocery shopping and stuff. Like we're not going to like cater to you. (laughs) So I was trying to like, don't know how to do that for you. Right. No, no. And I think they just figured it was going to be some weird, you know, teenage phase. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's not a phase. Right. (laughs) I know. I was like, it made me want to do even more. No, um, no, but really it was just like, it just clicked. It was just one of those things that just made sense to me. And, um, you know, when I look back, I mean, there were a lot of different reasons that ultimately like that kept fueling it. That was just like, Oh, I'm going to do it for like environmental reasons. And, um, but it really kind of made me want to feel more connected to, um, to animals and how to like, I be more of an advocate for them. And so I wanted to find different ways to, to be, you know, like, um, doing like animal rescue and stuff like that. So I, of course, like I was like very like interested in PETA and, and things like that. Um, but I started volunteering at a wildlife rescue down in the, um, in the North Valley of Albuquerque. And most of the animals that came in were birds. And uh, most of the ones that I handled were like with what are technically called rock doves, what we know as pigeons, um, a lot of sparrows and things like that. But occasionally, you know, we, so a lot, yeah, most of the birds I handled were pigeons, Mm. sparrows, but occasionally we would get in, um, you know, sometimes actually even hummingbirds, but, uh, like great horned owls, roadrunners, 
we got um, just, I mean, it, there, there were a lot of different, it was, it was mainly birds, um, but they, they would bring in, you know, so let's just say somebody found an injured uh, skunk mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. You'd bring them in there, depending on what type of care they needed. Sometimes we'd have to get like a wildlife rescue facilitator in to help. But I really just started um, like being up close with an animal that's so powerful and also so vulnerable just really started to like Mm. help me release the fear that I had carried and was like, why have I been afraid of these animals? But really, it was Mm. just like also this like crazy magical experience because like looking into these eyes of these animals that I'm like, uh, that I am so blessed to be there like caring for them it just like became this instant like I just I I wanted to like know more and do more and understand more and um around that same time too I was just kind of I guess being more more open on my spiritual journey and so I think was just feeling that there was a lot of significance in my in my work with the animals, specifically the birds. And so um, I also love to thrift and uh, antique shop and all of that. So mm-hmm. I love to collect um, vintage bird books. <laughs> so um, and, and <laughs> I also just love to like be out in nature. So I was constantly out on little hikes by myself and um, just always like wanting to know more. So, you know, I'd, I'd have my little bird books with me on my hikes and I'd be like, oh my gosh, there's a new bird. And I'd have my binoculars or whatever. So I could like, or I would like take down little notes <laughs> to be like, what, that was an interesting marking on them. So then, then I could look it up later. Um, and Amber, your compliment was so nice that you I, like can name every bird. Cause I totally do not feel like I can, I don't <laughs> even feel close to being an expert, but I appreciate you saying that. Cause I'm like, oh, You know way more than like the average person. And if ever I'm like having trouble (laughs) distinguishing, because we have like this beautiful love for the birds and the animals and their messaging. And like, we're, you know, we always go like text each other when we see a certain animal. Um, But I, you know, sometimes it's hard to distinguish, for instance, like, a hawk from a turkey vulture and you are like you know or if I sent like the other day I sent you a yeah. picture like oh these beautiful cute little birds yeah. with little speckles on them and you're like oh it's the blah 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 you probably remember I don't the European but, starling like, yep exactly I was like <laughs> how do you just know that it's so yeah. amazing oh. I can always count on you to identify like the magical uh beautiful creatures that you know make themselves present to me. (laughs) Mm, I appreciate that. It's yeah, it's really beautiful. I feel like it's truly a gift anytime, um, you know, they cross my path. And so I I know you have that same appreciation. And um, so what really was like a really cool tool that helped me, um, I I don't remember the age I want to say, I mean, I was definitely in my early 20s. But I had gone into this um, amazing metaphysical shop that does unfortunately it no longer exists it was in kind of like downtown Albuquerque called Crystal Dove and I had gone in for oh, I yeah I thought you would remember um I went in for my <laughs> very first tarot reading and um it was really interesting because what I what I took from it was like there, just a lot of stuff about animals came up um and basically yeah he was like the guy giving me my reading was like you need to like 
do something with animals. And he had recommended, he's like, mm-hmm. you need to get animal speak because you have a connection mm-hmm. with animals. Like you, you could be learning a lot more, like going onto this deeper level. And so I, they, they had that book for sale. So it's a book by Ted Andrews. And so that was my first um, encounter with animal speak, which is basically like, I mean, Amber, you know, and I don't know if I'm going to describe it that well, but like a dictionary <laughs> for like, okay, if this sort of animal comes across your path and um, one of like the main section is birds, um, but obviously too, there's, you know, there's mammals, mm-hmm. reptiles, insects, um, it, it covers a pretty wide range. And then also like, you know, how many were there, which, what direction did they cross your path? Which to be honest, I don't always like delve that deeply into, Um, but I love to learn. It kind of gives you a lot of the history too, or like folklore, which is just so Mm -hmm. fascinating to me of like how people of the past would, would have these stories around certain animals and what, what it was that they brought. And so to me, it really, it just really rang Mm -hmm. true. So that is to me, like my my Bible. I love it. I can't live without animal speak. <laughs> yeah, that's what I call it too. It's totally one of my spiritual Bibles and has been for like at least, gosh, almost 15 years, maybe 12 years or something. Yeah. Uh, and I think I my introduction to it was because of that experience that you had. And you're like, oh my gosh, this is, yeah. this is the best book ever. And yeah, Ted Andrews just has such a way of describing things and I love the whole like front part of that book too is really talking about using them as a spiritual reference and how to do that and how to meditate on that and how, you know, it's not just in the physical realm that they come and present themselves to you, but even in dream state or meditation, you know, there's there's medicine in their showing up in your world and I just love it so much. Yeah. Um on my birthday we went into a metaphysical shop in St. Louis with my bestie, um, Nicole. And she was like, I just really want to get this book. And then we went home and we went back for something. She's like, I'm just gonna get it. Yeah. As you're just feeling like so really drawn to it. And I was like, um I texted you because mm-hmm. like I'm pretty sure I've seen this in your house. <gasps> That's amazing. Wow. I love that story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very powerful it's a book. Yeah. I've like gifted to so many people Mm -hmm. like my own personal copy like if if someone gets kind of nerdy with it in a conversation with me I'm like okay here just have it I'll find another copy (laughs) I think I've done that like three times oh my gosh amazing it just is one of those books for me personally yeah um Monica do you want to start by like telling us a little bit about yourself and how you grew up and became kind of this spiritual animal whisperer type person. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because like I said, I mean, I definitely was not, uh, yeah, I was I was afraid of birds and dogs and such, which now looking back is like hilarious because I seriously do not ever, like I can't pass a dog and not be like, oh my God, that is the cutest animal ever. <laughs> um, I am obsessed. And, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I I really was not raised around a lot of animals. Um, I also was not raised around um, a lot of like religion. Um, Both my parents were, Mm. they were both Catholic. They were both raised Catholic, Um, but both had basically stopped practicing. My dad actually, my dad was an atheist. And so, um, Mm. you know, he really, I don't know when it was that he um, probably like late teens, early twenties, 
Um, my mom is still like, I, I would say like, she's, she's very, she's spiritual and she will still like do her little, um, like rosary prayers or whatever they are. And like, she has like santuarios mm-hmm. and stuff like around her house. Cause so for us to like growing up in New Mexico, um, we were more like, there was a lot of like the Irish Catholic influence in my family, but also like Northern New Mexican, which mm-hmm. is just, um, a thing of its own. And so um, a lot of traditions that go along with that and a lot of really beautiful, like cultural, like I appreciate the art and everything like that. But I mm-hmm. would, I, I remember actually going to Catholic church a lot when I was young because my cousin was Catholic and was in catechism and I would go to class with her and stuff. So I remember learning a lot about it. Um, and so I've always kind of wanted to like learn more and know more about different religions um, I did have a stint in like middle school, high school. Um, so yeah, I think around the time that I was like getting to be besties with you, Amber, I, um, mm-hmm. became like a pretty devout Christian. Like, um, I was a self-proclaimed Saved. Jesus freak. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, it all started because I just, I was like hearing everybody talk about their youth group experiences and I was like, I want to go mm-hmm. have fun. And, um, and then I was like, this is cool. Like, I want to do this. I want to accept Jesus into my heart. And like, I, I, yeah, I took it really seriously. And, um, I even went on like a couple mission trips to Mexico and, um, had a really profound experience in, um, in Mexico. It was the second summer I had gone. I was like having all these visions and just like, it was really powerful. And I was just like, pretty um swept away by the whole experience like I felt it like deep in my core and I remember Mm. coming back and I was like I wanted to share about it in my youth group um and I ended up getting the worst case of strep throat um so bad I'm I'm allergic to penicillin so when I get strep throat it's like it's bad but this one was like I was like hospitalized it was so like I had, you know, how you get like pus pockets in your throat. Like it was on, on my tongue, mm-hmm. on the roof of my mouth. Like I couldn't eat anything or drink anything. Mm. Like I was just in excruciating pain, 105 degree fever. And I was like, I was so upset. I was like, well, if God wanted me to like share this message, I would have like <laughs> not gotten strep throat. And I don't know. I really just like. Chills. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was kind of this like. I started to just see things in a very different way and realized that like, I, that I, I, I was very different in a sense. Like I started to see a lot more of the Christians, like true colors. Um, and I was like, mm, yeah, this is mm-hmm. not like, you know, I was like, no, it's not just all about like, I, I, there was a lot of stuff I just wasn't agreeing with that I was seeing that they were doing. Like they just were always raising money, but then they just like want to get like a cool, like a skate park or like a light up marquee. And I was like, wait, what, what are we doing here? Like, and like, I just, I also was like attracting the youngins. Well, yeah. And then no. And then Amber, what was like, like so messed up. Church totally. Yeah. Oh, it totally was Taylor. I went with you a couple of times I, yeah. to the Calvary mm-hmm. group. And I was like, I remember being like, <laughs> 
these are my friends and like, I want to do this. And my mom's like, these 28 year olds are not your friends. Like this is a cult. You're not allowed to go anymore. No. And then also like they were very sexually active and then they would just be like, well, um, I prayed for my sins. So I'm a reborn again, virgin. And I was like, yo, that is not the way that works. Like I'm in group. Yeah. I was just like, I, I just was like, yeah, this is not, no. Mm-mm. You're not practicing what you preach. Right. And so um, I really I went on to like study other religions. And like, I don't want to say like I've studied any very like deeply, but I've always been very intrigued. But I mean, it's more so like for me, like I'm just, I don't agree with the institutionalism of it. Like for me, I'm a very mm-hmm. spiritual person, but I was like, it just didn't align with me. Um, and and the closest like buddhism was very um interesting to me but what the the closest place that i've found where i feel like it's more like home is a place here called center for spiritual living and it basically just entangles mm. i think there's like seven different religions but basically a lot of it like they'll it it's like goes on like metaphysical levels like i was just like okay this this makes more sense like let's just cover all the bases um from mm-hmm. like hinduism buddhism Judaism. Um, yeah, see, I don't even remember all the others, but basically just like being very open and broad. And it's a really beautiful place to go if you feel like you need um, like the the building. A place the, to like, conquer. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. But otherwise I was like, um, yeah, this is, is not that, for me. <laughs> yeah. Is that a place in um new mexico that you go to yeah it's in albuquerque and i don't you know that's a good question i don't know if they have them anywhere else um yeah i don't is it very like open like there's not a bunch of like different rules and restrictions and like things you follow it's just like come here to yeah i don't know connect and center with other people yeah so i mean again and it's it's nowhere that i've like practiced um on a regular basis but like occasionally I would go and attend um like whenever I was feeling drawn um but it's it's very welcoming it's basically like yeah anyone um anyone is welcome and they usually like they will have services so they will have somebody speaking and they do songs and things like that but it's more again based on like spiritual or metaphysical levels um, or just how to maybe integrate how how different religions like weave into each other. So it's it's pretty yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty inclusive, which is really nice. It's not like this is the only way. It's kind of like here's just <laughs> yeah. like here's what we can do to like lift up ourselves, like let go of things that don't that don't align. Um, and so it's that part to me is really beautiful. Yeah, I love that. I think a lot of the like, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. Chaos and confusion is the restrictiveness Mm -hmm. of certain things. And then thinking that um, my way is the only way Mm -hmm. instead of being like, oh, we all have this similar foundation. Why don't we work together and figure this out? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. That was another part that really um, bothered me about Christianity was that whole like this mentality of you know, where I started to be like, well, why, 
why isn't it okay that somebody else practices Judaism and somebody else practices mm-hmm. Rastafarianism? Like, I don't understand why I'm saying I'm right and you're not. Like, that felt just very icky to me. And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's I, that's not, I, I don't, I don't buy that. Um, I think of like Jess, when Jess Funk was talking about the pyramid and she's like, you know, there's God on top, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. as it goes down, and on each side is just like all, the all different these different belief systems. Yeah, and it's just we're all trying to get to the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just yeah, the pyramid. I loved that. Yeah, I think the spiritual pyramid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved that too. Yeah. So, how old were you? Do you think when you started to kind of feel that way, and and how did you change like your spirituality? Well, I think I was about 16, maybe 17 when that whole, like when the summer of strep happened and I was just like, more and more things kept happening that I was like, this is not what I, this is not what I am agreeing to. And Mm -hmm. so I think I already was just kind of starting to like doubt it or question it. Um, And it wasn't anything that I was necessarily seeking, um, but just like so many things just kind of kept presenting themselves to me. Um, Just different, just different people I would meet. Because now looking back, I'm like, oh yeah, I was introduced to all these amazing concepts. Um, I think when I was about, gosh, I was probably about 19 and there was this amazing, um, there was this amazing man who worked, I I was working at the mall (laughs) and he was working at a kiosk in the mall, but he kept coming up to me and he would always be trying to like engage me in conversation. And he was so powerful and I could feel it. And he was like, he, he had a, um, so not only like having a gift shop in the mall, it was his parents, but he worked at the kiosk. And I mean, he was, you know, probably in his, 30s or something at the time. And um, he also owned this uh, facility where he practiced. He he was a, a Sifu, a teacher. He did Qigong, but he also would do some sort of mm. like, um, I don't know what kind of martial arts exactly, but he was just like, just stuff he would share with me was so interesting because he'd be like, watch, things are going to happen. Like I'm trying, like he would try to have these like open conversations with me about energy and about yin and yang. And we were always getting interrupted. And it was so interesting to me because he could like call it, he could see these things that were going on. And I was like, Mm -hmm. this man knows something. I like believe him. I need to like go and experience this. And that was like one of the most powerful Mm. moving, moving things for me um, was Qigong and I loved that. Um, I can't remember now who was on the show that was sharing about it. I think it might have been um, Holly. Yeah. And I was like, oh my yeah. gosh, yeah, I love Qigong. And I don't really know many other people who've done it, but um, it was so great because he, like, yeah, he talked about the history and how, like, this was something like Chinese warriors would would do this before going into battle. Mm. But he would also, like, offer, we did a lot of meditation um, and just, he was just such an amazing soul that like, even though I'm still interested in doing more Qigong, I'm like, I don't know. He was just like the guy. Like I tried watching videos mm-hmm. of people doing it and I'm just like, nope, pass. Mm-mm. Like I'm not feeling it. I'm not vibing it. <laughs> I um, understand. Yeah. That. Yeah. There's some, some, yeah, it just, it has to like align and it hasn't. Um, but that's something that's really stuck with me for a long time. And he taught me a lot about Buddhism and um, just, 
it, it really was very impactful. And I, but also like, you have to understand too. I mean, I was, I was very much struggling with my identity. Um, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm also, I'm queer. And so I think being queer has also really, um, it, it's challenged me or pushed me in a way because again, I, I've struggled to feel like I, um, I, I've struggled with my authenticity. And so in that case, though, it's almost like I've, I've had to really um, question like, well, I don't really know where I fit in. But even around that same time, mm-hmm. like being this like 19 year old, I was also very easily pressured or persuaded to like go out with friends and, you know, go dancing and go mm-hmm. drinking and da da da. And like, at the same time, I was also very much like I, I knew there was something more and deeper. And so I would find these like these really profound practices and and things that I would get really into. So I feel like I've done a lot. Like I, I have um, studied a lot of Ayurveda, too. In fact, there um, it, it was uh, was it Holly? Is she the one who does the Ayurveda as well? Adrian talked about Adrian. Ayurveda. Okay, that's who it was. Mm-hmm. So Adrian mm-hmm. was mentioning Dr. Vasad Lad, and he's um, mm-hmm. he actually has a facility here in Albuquerque, <laughs> and so it's called the Ayurvedic Institute. Oh, wow. So he has he he lives here part time. He travels between India and Albuquerque. So there's a very huge, like a very large school, a very big following for Ayurveda here in Albuquerque. And oh, so, cool. like, I never knew that. Yeah, yeah, it's really amazing. And so, um, but I loved just like getting like reminded of all these things. That's why I love this podcast so much because I'm just like, Oh my God, that's right. Like, yes, I believe in that. Like that really resonated with me. That was something really amazing. Um, it, yeah, it was just a really beautiful reminder to like hear all these different like healing modalities and just different ways people have found their own. And I'm like, Hey, it's okay that maybe like I didn't end up becoming like, um, like a healer in a certain way, but like, I definitely believe in so much of that. And like, I I owe so much of, of a lot of what y'all have already shared about on the podcast previously. I'm like, oh yeah, I've found that. And so it just constantly, I feel like on my path in life, I've found these different modalities that have just kept me very open and like made me constantly question Mm -hmm. that, like, well, where do I belong? Like, I, I don't, I don't feel like I fit in, in just with this like mundane, we're just going through the motions. It's like, there is something more, there is something deeper. And I've, I I have fallen victim into like kind of just getting caught up into that because sometimes it is so much, it's so powerful. It's a lot to like, it's a lot of responsibility to handle being being open and being spiritual and it isn't until recently that I've been like nope I am I am doing this I am owning this like I've felt this connection for long enough like I am going all in I love that and I'm so happy to hear that for you because I think it is such an important part of like I feel it in your soul (laughs) if that makes sense like I know like what a spiritual being you are and just like in our friendship and the way we've evolved spiritually together like you are somebody I've told Taylor this like you are a friend who knows me deep in my soul like you know who I am like past the surface past this human existence Mm -hmm. and I feel like I don't know Tofu didn't do that he's trying to eat the table (laughs) I feel like um 
like I I know you on a deeper level um you know that is that it is past this human existence too like our, our souls are just so tapped into one another and mm-hmm. um I'm just so grateful that you are kind of discovering and rediscovering you know these special practices or ideals um, that are important to you or that are inspiring you to kind of like create what is your special brand of spirituality. Um, um, I, if you're comfortable, would love to talk a little bit about um, like navigating being queer and like how that affected your spirituality and like when you um, – when you came to terms with that, like if you've always known or like when you were honest with yourself and told people just all of that. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, yes. It, gosh, I, well, here's, here's the funny thing. I feel like um, I am just as good as at deceiving myself as I am of others being a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. So even though like, in some ways I knew in a lot of ways I had no freaking clue. Like I thought I was just, and yeah. it's true. I was so boy crazy. Like I, you know, um, it's so boy crazy. So boy crazy. <laughs> so when I had my first, like you can be <laughs> crush on somebody who was not a boy, I was like, well, wait, I don't understand. Like, but it was so deep in my being that I was like, nothing mm-hmm. else matters. Like it, it doesn't matter. Like, and so, but that there, it was still, it was still. A, was a, it a person or a celebrity crush? Your first. Oh no, it was, it was a real person. It was a real person. <laughs> That's why I was like, this, like, you know, it wasn't just like, oh yeah, they're attractive. It was like, my soul was like, ba boom, ba bam. Like this oh, was my oh, first time being oh, in oh. love. How like, old were you? I was 18. <laughs> Okay. So it really was, it, it was, um, it pushed me out of so many, um, out of all my comfort zones, really. But it's something that like, I still struggle with because I, um, even though I, I identify as queer, like I often, I, I guess apparently like I look very straight. And so like, I think it's just this, like, mm. then I, I, I struggle with like, you know, um, I guess I'm very like femme presenting, even though like part of the time I'm like, that's yeah. not true. I don't like, I hardly ever wear makeup, but <laughs> a lot of times, yeah, like people just make that assumption that like, Oh, you know, your husband or whatever. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Like I don't, and, and the, like, this is where I still struggle. I'm like, I don't want to have to explain to anybody. Like, but ultimately, like mm-hmm. when it comes deep down to it, which is a lot of the work I've been doing um, is to understand that like, oh, no, I've been protecting other people because I think that it's going to create mm-hmm. some sort of discomfort in them. So I've been stuffing mm-hmm. it for most of my life um, to totally. just be kind of like, oh, I'll just be what what you like, or I'll let you this think exists. that I am whatever it is that you want. Right, exactly. I'm just I'm going to exist however, like in your mind, however you think I should. And that's where, like, in this healing work I've been doing, um, it has been a lot of shadow work. And, like, it's it's been a lot of, like, coming to terms with, like, no, no, this is authentically me. And, like, that it, it you know, I, I can't, like, be worried about what somebody else, like, how somebody else feels or reacts around me. Mm-hmm. And 
that mm-hmm. it's kind of that same way. It's also really helped me recently in my, um, it's honestly helped me more in my like spirituality journey recently because I'm like, oh no, I am going to be that bad bitch goddess, like witchy woman that I know I am. Mm-hmm. And I am going yes. to stop hiding her. Like, no, 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 no. Oh. Like, ah, I don't like this poor the world like, needs her. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That is mm-hmm. what I've just like, so like, I really do call this year as my waking up year. And so it's like, I've, I've known it all along. So that that's more where like, I feel like more like this is my like, I've just had to like constantly be coming out, whether it's like, I'm coming out as queer, I'm coming out like, um, you know, <laughs> but it's just, it's kind of like, I, I do feel like it, it kind of, there was, it's just like inevitable, you know, because it's like, I've had to learn to like, push out of my discomforts because, you know, I, I, I mean, I'm 36 years old and I'm like, I'm, I'm done. I'm tired of like presenting a certain way for what I think the world wants me to be. I'm tired. I'm so exhausted. Um, I'm, I'm also a mom and that's also been really helpful, like to, um, honestly to be like, wow, I want to be like as most authentically myself for my children, because like, I want to gift them with that. I want them to know that, like, I want them to be their own beautiful, magical selves, whatever it is, like, that they are, they feel like, I want to empower them and let them know that they're okay, and they're safe. And so it's been a lot of work on my inner child to be like, yo, you are safe, like, you are loved, like, go, go and just like, go take over the world. Like you're, you're great. You're amazing. And so they have been such a beautiful, important lesson to me as well to be like, I, I, I don't need to hide. I don't need to hide who I am. Mm -hmm. And, um, it, you know, I've, I've struggled, um, with, you know, feeling small and like, and having a voice. And it's so ironic because in this journey of my life, it's like, you know, I, I could have been, um, just given, like, I could have been, you know, a white straight Christian or whatever. And like, great things are easy. Mm -hmm. Not to say that it is easy for anyone, but like, I wasn't given that, you know, right. Mm -hmm. I've had to be like, but also part of it, part of me staying small has been a privilege because I haven't had to like do the hard work to be like, no, this is me, take it or leave it. And it's okay if you don't Mm want to like, you know, if you don't agree with that. And that's been like, honestly, too, like in, in the work I do now too, being a realtor, like there's, I feel like a very, um, I, I am absolutely aware that I am not like your very typical realtor, but like, it's also been a really beautiful Mm -hmm. experience because I'm like, I know I'm not everybody's cup of tea, but I do know that like those people who are like me or that just like resonate, they're going to be so happy mm-hmm. that I'm in the field that I'm in because I'm going to be able to help exactly. guide them and make them feel safe in a yep. very like high pressured, really big decision. And I want them to yep. feel like there is somebody on their side that they can trust and that they, that like sees them and hears them. And because that's something that I feel like I haven't gotten in a lot of my life. And so, you know, it, it's this reminder. And again, like always looking back to my kids where I'm like, well, if they see me like accepting myself for who I am there, I, I hope that that's like that gift to them that they're going to feel empowered and they're going to feel safe as well. Um, and whatever journey that is, and maybe it's going to be, maybe it's going to be pretty easy for them, but also like they might, it, 
it might be hard. I don't know, but I just, I hope they feel safe and I hope they feel um, just like confident in themselves that they can do whatever it is that they set out to do on this wild ride. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. Do you have children with a man Mm-mm. or no so partner yeah well so um so another like whole reason like um so i was married (laughs) i'm like where do i begin here amber uh my awkwardness tell me everything yeah i will tell you everything um i I do want to pause for a moment before we go down that road because i just like I'm sitting here like joyfully crying these oh. beautiful tears because you are just like you're such an inspiration to me. You're you're one of the most amazing, beautiful souls I've ever known in my entire life. And it's it's so interesting to hear you too like speak about struggling with authenticity and like mm-hmm. to hear that come from you like I've you know I've heard you say this before but like as you're saying this I'm like reflecting back on like you were the cool weirdo in middle school like (laughs) fucking like you know like awesome eyeliner and just funky and cool and different like you were so different than anyone and I I think that's part of why I was like so attracted to you Mm. as a friend where I was like I need to know who this cool weirdo is you know like fucking like bracelets up to your elbow right you know like all the cool funky jewelry and just so like hot topic oh yeah <laughs> like, oh yeah you and, and my mom still to this day oh. like knows you with your kiss yeah. boots and like asking <laughs> if you still have them you know? I wish I wish oh my god there's so much stuff I wish I, I mean I wouldn't fit into it but right actually I did I have like two shirts I think that I kept from middle school um I love it. That were just amazing. <laughs> and um, yeah, I like look back and I'm like, oh my God, my my style, my um no, I appreciate you saying that you're, though, you're Amber. Just so like, wild. Like you're you you to me represent authenticity of like some like and I'm sure like it's been a journey and it's gone up yeah. and down and like through all of your trials and tribulations and growing up, like literally like it's it's in middle school and high school and in your 20s like it takes bravery to be a little different and you know like tried and I think that like you've always been trying to be authentic in yourself Mm -hmm. and just rediscovering who that is and of course like you know realizing like oh I'm attracted to all people Mm -hmm. um that's like a whole nother identity and then you have to like fit into that box like am I a lesbian am I straight am I bi I don't know and now you're you have to like be in yeah like in that box you know and so yes. it's like I can totally see how you have those struggles where you're like I want to be authentic but like I hope too that you you can see that I could reflect back to you that like you are one of the most beautiful authentic people I've ever been able to witness in my entire life and I have absolutely adored watching you transition and go through all the different phases of Monica and continuing to grow deeper into like this new person like I was watching your fucking video today and your stories and you're like I, was it today or yesterday it and yesterday, you're like you're, yeah. you're breaking out your beautiful silver earrings and you're like I'm gonna be a goddess and I was just like this woman makes yeah. me so happy seeing her claim herself and her identity and just like really truly 
uh, rebirthing right now in front of my eyes. And so I just wanted to share that with you before going forward. But that Mm -hmm. also like leads right into, you know, where we're going and and your life as it is now and how this past year has been for you. Um, You're just a shining bright star. Right. Wow. Well, okay. I'll pack that in as, as like, you know, in a nutshell as possible. No. Um, so we got like an hour. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you're good. So we got some time. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, it's right. It's, it's part of, part of my story. And, um, you know, so it's, um, again, like, um, so I, I, you know, had, I came out as, queer. I came out as, so I came out as bisexual actually when I was, um, 18 when I was with, um, and I, I, so not only fell in love, but I was like actually dated this person, but it was still like very confused, you know? And I was like, I'm bisexual. And I remember the time like being like, you still identify as bisexual. So no, I, I identify as pansexual actually. And, um, okay. that funny enough, um, I heard it was David on Shit's Creek and I was like, what <laughs> is he talking about? Like, yes. what is pansexual? And I, 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 I don't know if what I'm just pansexual. At- so basically pansexual is that like you are potentially like you are just, you are attracted to people regardless of their gender, their sex, like they're like it, mm-hmm. basically no, um, like you don't really, um, so like it, it could be for, for me, what resonates is that I'm like, I could fall in love with somebody who is, um, who's trans, whether it's like male mm-hmm. to female or female to male. Um, and that's because that's where that resonates more because like for me, bisexual mm-hmm. is just like a gender, like a Too male close. or female. And like for me, pansexual yeah. mm-hmm. felt like that finally, I was like, oh, that fits. Oh my God. Like the only other word that has really felt like it fits is queer. Like that one has yeah. always mm-hmm. felt very much like broad. Yeah. Yeah. And just like, that's me. I'm queer, but like, you love the soul. I do. Yeah, I, I think do. almost being pansexual is like the most human thing and the most yeah. honest thing. Cause in my opinion, everybody's fucking gay and <laughs> nobody wants to admit it. And we all need to just come to terms with a little <laughs> queer. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I think yeah. most people probably feel pansexual mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. if they're like deeply truly honest with I themselves. yeah I hope if, so I hope I I think it's really <laughs> it's Taylor's coming out today oh my goodness but um it's I don't know it's just like it, it it's it's hard it's hard with like labels are hard and that was like you know, mm-hmm. what I will say is like at the time that person I was with was like, didn't take me as seriously because I wasn't a lesbian. And like, and then mm-hmm. so fast forward to when I did meet. Yeah. And then I, oh, actually, I won't skip this part because this is important too. So um, sandwiched in between that, the first person that I, um, the first queer person I was in a relationship with, um, I did date some cis men in, in, in sandwiched mm-hmm. in there. And like, there were a couple of them that like really invalidated my experience. And they were like, no, you were just like, you were just friends. You're just confused. And I'm like, um, I was fucking no. in love. Like you do not get <laughs> you to like, were so in love. Right. And I was like, oh no, you gosh. don't get to like, tell me what my experience was. So that was also really shitty. So it was just kind of like, 
also them like being like you can't be bi like you're straight like you're very much into like dudes. that's another societal thing is yeah like, oh all girls just like make out sometimes yeah. and they're just right. straight and it's like right. no 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 that's yeah. not how it works exactly so i just also like, a sign of the times too i will say that true yeah oh definitely i i think so mm-hmm. i think it's and you know i think the more people are talking about it, the more, hopefully the more understanding there is and like mm-hmm. less judgment, but like it, I guess it just went to show that like, I just constantly was feeling like invalidated, you know, where I was like, well, mm. I, I don't fit in with like, uh, uh, like for like queer people, I'm not gay enough. And then straight people, I'm like, t- I'm confused or something, you know? So it was just like mm-hmm. this, like, mm-hmm. well, what the hell, like, what, where, where do I fit in? Um, yeah. And fast forward, so I did um I did meet my partner um who was a female and um we we started dating in 2014 and we ended up um getting married in 2016 and we are legally married and um we were talking about the concept of like of starting a family and like that was something that we both um you know we we both did value. We both were very um like that was something that was important to us. And so um, obviously because yeah, we couldn't like actually physically, biologically make that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, we went through the process of um, getting a donor and, um, and, and to, and so my, um, my partner did not want to like, did not resonate with that, like was not interested in like bearing children <laughs> and like whereas I was you know or am or am was whatever like I was like yeah I feel again like more of that like authentic like I do feel that in my like womanhood like you know it was like mm-hmm. I do feel it in my body that like I want to like give life or whatever that means like mm-hmm. so that was a really powerful experience um twice so so I have um we I got pregnant in, um, 2017. And, um, so my son was born in February of 2018. So he's about to turn five. And then, Mm -hmm. um, my daughter is, uh, she'll be 21 months tomorrow, I think. So she's almost two. Um, (laughs) yeah. Oh my God. No, they are not the same donor. Um, no, funny enough. Um, the donor for my son was like running low on vials and we tried like (laughs) it's it's, like it is it's like super emotionally exhausting but like it's also just like like remove any sort of like romantic vibes because you like for I mean and you can do there's so many different ways to do it like everybody like that's the crazy thing too I like that's what I love about queers is like you just, you have to like think outside the box. And so mm-hmm. there's so many ways to do it, but like the way we, in particular that we went through it, um, we did not know the donor. We went through like a sperm bank. And so like, and it's through, it was in California. So it had to get like shipped in nitrogen. And so then you have to like store it at a cryobank or for us at a fertility clinic. Cause there was not a cryobank in Albuquerque. And, um, it's, freaking expensive um just to like ship it Mm -hmm. and like store it and then to actually do the insemination and to have all these like you're just constantly getting stuff stuck up in you to like let's check to see if you're Mm -hmm. ovulating and blah blah like it was so like it was fucking terrible I will say I hated it I hated Mm -hmm. every ounce of that part laughing because I'm uncomfortable (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, it, yeah, again, yeah, I, I, uh, I can understand. It is not like your typical, like, yeah, you know, we just, we were just like doing it and got pregnant. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it definitely took a lot more work. Um, at least in that way, you're like, you know, this is what you want. Like mm-hmm. you've gone through the steps, you've taken the actions, you're positive that like, this is something that you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you didn't just like get knocked up and you're just figuring (laughs) it out, you know? Exactly. I know. Yeah. I remember, I remember somebody like it was a customer too. Um, was like, Oh, was that, they like pointed at my belly when I was pregnant. They're like, Oh, was that planned? I'm like, that is so inappropriate. Like, how dare you ask somebody that? Cause like, what? Like, who? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, also, what do you think of, I don't know. Like that. I know. So many things. That's I know. It was so None rude. your business. Exactly. Actually, I was out working the streets and accidentally <laughs> got knocked up. Don't even know his name. <laughs> I know. I couldn't believe that. I was like, what? Like, God, people just walk around wow. like unfiltered, um, which is amazing to me. Mm-hmm. But um, fast forward. <laughs> so, um, you know, being a mom, it has it has taught me a lot and it has helped me grow a lot. Um, and because so in this in this last year in in 2022 um it, as of like 6 months tomorrow um i made the decision to leave my marriage um because it was i was in just a, an extremely unhealthy relationship mm-hmm. um and a lot of it was like my stuff because i um it, it was it was also just like bottom line getting back down to like not being authentically me um so there's mm-hmm. so much of this like people pleasing in me that I've tried for so long to like work on and blah, blah, blah. But like, it was kind of one of those, like, you have to remove yourself from this situation. That was just like, it was getting really toxic. And it was, I I was not in a place where I was ever going to grow. And I just, I really recognize that, that like, I deserve more. I deserve better. I like, am not in a place where I can be authentically me. And like, I, I like I played a big part in that because I showed up thinking that I could um let's see like like that I could play a role that I could fix things because like mm-hmm. I am a very empathetic person um I you know yeah. saw the good in this person but I really was hopeful that like you know, I would be a different person in their life. I wouldn't, um, you know, bring a lot of the pain and heartache that they've experienced. Um, but realize like, that's not my responsibility. That's not like my burden to take on. And, um, I, I started therapy a few years ago and I remember, um, a therapist was like, Oh, well, you're like, we were talking about like, I went there like for stress. And a lot of the stress was around people pleasing, because I was just like, I've been aware of it, right? Like, I've known like, Mm -hmm. hey, I'm a people pleaser, this is not doing me any good. Because like, ultimately, like, it's I'm just I'm so stressed out all the time. And I remember her telling Mm -hmm. me like, well, you're, you're codependent. And I was like, what? Like, I couldn't be further from codependent and like, did not. <laughs> oh my God. Like I look back now and I laugh and I'm like, resonates Oh my God. So hard. Oh, the, the moment that it, that finally hit me, I was like, Oh God, because I have, I've always <laughs> been so, yeah. 
And it's like, God, I am so freaking codependent because I depend on others and their reactions to feeling like how I should show up. And that's exactly what I did in my marriage. And it backfired big time because it was like, oh, now that I'm like, you know, that deep part in my, in my being, like it was basically at the end was like, yo, like, no, like my higher self, basically like we had like a come to Jesus talk and, and it was like, no, this is not like, you need to go, you need to grow Mm -hmm. and you can't, Mm -hmm. you can't do that here. And, um, so it's, it was, it was really fucking hard. It still is really fucking hard, especially too, because I'm like, well, we have kids and we're always going to be like enmeshed. Yeah. But I ultimately, again, a lot of it had to do with with my kids because I was like, wait, once I acknowledged, like once I saw what was really like happening and this, like how I was like playing into this really unhealthy dynamic, I was like, no, I, I can't like, I can't let my kids see this. I can't like yep. just yeah. keep going this way. And like, it, it's, I, I've struggled always with setting boundaries. And so I was like, no, 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 this needs to be my, like, this is my year. I claim me. And Mm -hmm. as hard as it's been, and of course, like as much as I'm like, I wish I would have just like claimed myself when I was 16. Like, uh, okay. (laughs) I had to like, I also acknowledge like, no, I am on the perfect journey. Like this is exactly where like I need to be Mm -hmm. and how I needed to get here. And, um, it sucks because it does mean that like other people were hurt, but it's, I mean, it's not to say that I didn't experience a lot of hurt and pain too, but like obviously it wasn't just like a, I figured this out on on my own like it it does involve other people's uh, lives and so trying to like figure all all of those details out but a lot of it yeah mm-hmm. just had to do with like that higher self being like this isn't this this isn't where you need to be or where you're ever going to yeah. grow and it's it's not right it's not right for you like you can't keep fighting it you can't keep trying to say it's going to be better or that it's going to be different because it's not. And, you know, once I saw it, I couldn't unsee it. And so it's like, well, what are you mm-hmm. going to do about it? And that was the scariest thing for me because it was like, I, I, I don't, I don't know how to have a voice. Like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to like hurt somebody, but mm-hmm. it was it's either been them like or me. your life's like your life's purpose to find your voice. And I'm yeah. sure like you're still going to be put in situations on your path in the future that's going to challenge that and give like literally present opportunities where you have to speak up for yourself or voice oh, sure. your desires and make make sure that your needs are also being met. Um, I really do believe that that is a big part of your purpose mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. finding this voice and maybe too like being a realtor and having to like stretch yourself in these new ways and and literally speak is like part of that journey too I think like once you kind of stepped into that too like motherhood motherhood for sure mm-hmm. changed you because you're like you're not just speaking for yourself anymore you're speaking right. for these other two lives and like seeing you find like a career path that you are taking like has given you another voice and another place to step into that is yours um you know just watching you evolve and grow and honestly that relationship was very much like if not most of it like forcing you yeah. like giving you opportunity after opportunity to step up like it was so challenging you know 
and it, it and it just kind of like I I don't know I feel like it's so beautiful listening to you take so much responsibility and like I I think that's the healthiest most healing thing like because of course any situation we're in we it is a 50 50 poll and it is mm-hmm. like you you know choosing to be a people pleaser and like how much that did affect the relationship like yep. wow that that you can own that and see that um and yeah of course like you know feelings get hurt and you're hurt and that person's hurt and you know but like it is ultimately like such a huge blessing to have had that relationship mm-hmm. and that opportunity and to continuously be pushed um you know, out of your comfort zone because slowly, bit by bit, year by year, you were starting to discover that voice and exercise that voice. And then it became, it brought you to a point where you just like could not not use your voice anymore. Right. That's what I'm like sitting here hearing. Um, like, even though you felt like you couldn't grow any further, there was a lot of growth totally. that happened in that relationship, even yeah. if it was like, internal and just for yourself and Mm -hmm. I mean obviously your children would not be here had it not been for that and then also I really respect not staying for the children Mm -hmm. because in some ways that is easier but just knowing that they deserve to see you be a bad bitch on your own instead of just um making ends meet and making things work because mm-hmm. that's what society tells us or that would be mm-hmm. easier mm-hmm. right yeah, I'm so proud of you Mad and respect. all your growth and oh. and I know <laughs> that it hasn't been like the easiest road and this year has been emotional but truly in the past six months like you are becoming the person I've always known you to be like that, that soul that I know, you know, that, that I was talking about earlier, mm-hmm. like you are embodying her more and more every single day. And I'm just so excited to see you like step more into your power and start to use your voice and speak your needs. And, you know, like, honestly, it's so crazy because when we do finally begin to do that, it ends up being a lot easier than we think it's going to be. Mm -hmm. Like we, we get in our heads so much about living in your truth. Yeah. And once you start to do that, the, like, I remember when I first started kind of speaking out a little bit more about my spirituality, something like, I think I struggled with longer than I really remember. No tofu. (laughs) Um, But, like, you were one of the first people who were, like, I see you and, like, don't stop. Keep going. And I was, like, okay, thank you. Like, it it gave me permission, like, where I'm, like, okay, the people who I love and who are so important to me and who are meant to be on my path are going to stay with me and grow with me as I grow into this person that I always have wanted to be. And it's really been a journey and I'm not even close to being done yet. Watch out world. Yes. (laughs) But like, I think it's just been, it's been such an honor and a joy to watch you like really take off that old skin and step into this person that like, you still get to be this genuine, sweet, 
loving soul, but you still get to get what you want to. Yeah. You know, and oh, 100%. it's so it's incredible. Not and or the other. Yeah. Then it's to not finally, a no, no. And to, right. That, oh my God, what you said is everything. Cause it's like, not it only is. that, but where I finally am giving myself that permission to be like, because I fucking deserve it, you know? Yes. Like that is the, like, that is what's so different. And that's where it's just like feels, um, that's where like, I can feel it resonate so deeply in me. And I'm like, Oh, that's, that's where that, like, that's where all that, like healing goes. So it's, I I don't, I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but yeah, no, absolutely. It's definitely received and it's like a very different message that I tell myself and that makes all the difference. Um, mm. But I, I hadn't allowed myself to like, even if I ever tried to say it, it like didn't sound right or feel right. Like I didn't believe it, you mm-hmm. know, and now I'm, mm-hmm. I finally am. And like I have moments of like, you know, my um, doubts or imposter syndrome. Like when Amber, when you first told me about the podcast that you and Taylor were doing, I was so excited. And you did kind of mention <laughs> that you're like, we, we want like guest speakers. And I was like, yes. And then I listened to like, I think the first like three or four and I was like, oh my God, like what, like, is she crazy? Like she can't have me on the podcast. Like, I am not adequate to be like speaking on this level. And like, it's honestly, yes, you are, bitch. I know, I know. And like, I have to tell you, and I know I've shared it before, but like you too, Taylor, like it's, I appreciate it so much. Like it, this podcast has really just been this reminder that like, that it's been like a good, it's permission just for us to be authentically whoever it is that we are. And like, we all have our own stories. And so it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It's like what what I love so much about this podcast and just you, you in general, like what you're putting out into the world is that like, it doesn't matter where you are on your journey or like, it's not about competition or it's not like, Oh, well you, um, you know, you're not doing something that serves the greater good. It's like you are just by existing. And that's such a beautiful gift. And like hearing that has been super helpful on this journey because it just has been like this guiding light for me. And I love it. I also love how funny and silly you guys are. So it's been, um, (laughs) it's been a total joy, but yes, there's definitely those days where I'm like, Oh, like, what am I doing? What am I like, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I question it still. And then like, I just, I, I try to Same. remember, <laughs> yeah, to stay, I know. I, um, real, real quick. The I human sh- in us. <laughs> it is, it totally is, you know? And I, I like, I constantly do, I like gaslight myself and, um, I'm feeling called to like, I, I do want to share. It's kind of like, I don't know if it's, falls under the category of ghosty story, but I want to share it with you. Oh my gosh. Um, yes. Okay. So, um, cause I also love when those have popped up on the show. Um, also <laughs> hi Joey. Um, <laughs> love you. Thank um, you for bringing that, that means that's like our special sauce. This episode is going to be perfect. and so easy to edit and put out. <laughs> I love it. Oh my God. Um, well my, okay. So we, this would have been like, late 90s I guess probably like 1998 um I was I guess I would have been 12 and um my grandpa had gotten really sick he had um I guess I don't know exactly how like the sequence but like he, he just he got really sick he had like pneumonia and then I think they discovered he had cancer like at that same time or something mm-hmm. so um 
they, I'm pretty sure he was like put on, again, I'm like, I'm 12. So it's like, you know, how much do you, I, I don't know. I was more like, let's go to the mall or whatever. Like listening mm-hmm. to Backstreet Boys <laughs> or something like, okay. <laughs> um, priorities, right? Priorities. So um, yeah. he, cause he had been living alone for like, for a really long time. And so he ended up coming to live at our house and um, he was staying, my mom had like transformed transformed I don't know she'd like changed the 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 guest room she'd like got a hospital bed and like you know had it in there so like my my grandpa would be staying with us um and he was like on an oxygen tank and stuff like that um and I think I mean he I want to say he was only probably like here for like a couple weeks or something he passed pretty quickly but um the the night that he passed I so we like shared a wall he was like in the room right next to me and um I remember like I don't know. I like went to my mom that night and I was like, so I'm, I'm like 12. Right. And I was like, um, can I sleep in your room? Like, I just, I did not, I didn't want to sleep in my room. And she was like, okay. So the, since my grandpa was in a hospital bed, <clears throat> there, there had been a guest bed in there. And so the mattress was in my mom, my mom and dad's room. And so she's like, here, I'll set up the mattress for you on the floor. And so I like slept in my, my parents' room that night. And I was like down the hall. So if I like looked directly, like my feet were like facing down the hall um, where like that led directly into the room that my grandpa was in. And I remember waking up sometime in the night and like looking down the hall and I saw the light on and like I fell back to sleep. Um, And then when my mom, my mom woke me up that morning and the first thing I asked was, well, how's grandpa? And she's like, well, he passed away in the night. And I like, like I knew, you know, I was like, yeah, like it was, of course, like I was so devastated. Um, he was like my first, um, that was like my first big loss, like somebody I was really mm-hmm. close to. Mm-hmm. And, um, like shortly after, um, probably would have been maybe like a month or two after he died. Um, uh, my, my mom and her siblings had, had gone to his home to like, um, they were selling the house. And so they like got all the belongings and she had given to me, it was like a little tiny, like ceramic pot that I had like painted for him when I was like four or something. And so, um, and Amber, I don't know if you remember this, but like, okay, waterbeds were all the rage in the nineties. Oh yeah. And uh-huh. I had a waterbed and it had yeah. like, it was so ridiculous and like over the top for like a 12 year old, but like it was a queen size <laughs> waterbed and it had this like, I don't even know how to explain the headboard. Like it was, it had uh-huh. shelves, it had like a mirror, yeah. it had like, it was wild, but it was like, Same like I, <laughs> I had, I put the pot at the very top of my headboard, like like it, it was up there. It was like a big shelf up on top of the bed. And so mm-hmm. I, I go to bed and, um, when I wake up in the morning, the little pot is on my chest, like upright, like, yeah, like just laying there. And I was like, what? Like, Oh my God. Like, Ooh, like, like I, it's one thing to like fall down and like kind of be on its side or even no, upside down but to no, be like it, on your chest it was upright, on my chest and upright and I was the like possibilities what are slim it, it, exactly <laughs> it was pretty wild um and I I felt it I felt him around for like a long time but that was like the oh. only thing that like happened oh, um it's a little hey me. I love you <laughs> yeah yeah totally yeah love that. like it was really sweet. So it wasn't like a scary ghost story or anything. But I do have one of those, actually. And no, it was also, it, it was a time when oh, I was no. visiting Amber when she lived in Colorado. Oh, I don't know if yeah. you, do you remember oh, that, gosh. Amber? We've um, No, but I remember you mentioning, like, 
uh, this when we once we started the podcast. You're like, I oh, have one yeah. from when I came to visit you. So yes. please delight us. Okay, this one scared the bejesus out of me. Um, so this is when I was in Longmont, right? Yeah. So it was in 2013. Yeah. You were living in Longmont, and um, my brother was living in Golden, and so I had actually like. I was out in Colorado for like, I don't know. I, I was out there for like a good chunk of time, maybe like 10 days yeah. or something. It was like around my birthday. Yeah, I feel like it was almost two weeks that mm-hmm. we had to hang out. Yeah. And just had like the best time ever. Um, but there was mm-hmm. one day and, and I had my dog Pigeon with me at the time because Pigeon was like, well, she was just the best dog in the, the world. Best. And she the travels best. with me everywhere. Um, yeah. Little Pomeranian, best dog mm-hmm. ever. And mm-hmm. so... Um, she, I think Amber, you were working that day. And like, I had, um, I don't know. I was just like, it was one of those, like, I just had time. So I was just driving around, but I, maybe I had was like going to visit my brother waiting to meet up with him or something. And he was living in golden at the time. And so I just decided to like go driving in these, like in the mountains in golden. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I did not know where the hell I was going. And, um, it was also really like snowy still, even though it was like end of April. Mm-hmm. And so, Colorado. Yeah. And so I'm just like, and like, also, um, it's like dirt road and I lose GPS and I'm like, okay, this is stupid. I'm like by myself with my dog, like (laughs) probably should like turn around. Like the roads were just like, it was, it was not a very like good, um, it it just, I wasn't getting a good feeling, but also I was like, I have to pee so bad. And so I was like, worst combination, combination." because also like the roads were really bumpy and rocky. And I was like, God, I was like, okay, I need to like turn around. But there was also like, mind you, it's like a small mountain road. Like you can't just turn around. I I was in my Subaru Mm -hmm. Outback, but that's like a long car. I was like, I can't just like turn around. I need to like find somewhere I can like pull over and like turn my car around. So I finally come across this, um, like a rest stop. And so there's a parking lot and I'm like, Oh my God, thank God. And so, um, I get out and I actually, even though I had to pee so bad, I was like in awe of the beauty because the snow was like sparkling. Like it was rainbows Mm -hmm. of colors. Like it was like this beautiful, fresh, untouched snow. And I've Mm -hmm. never seen anything like that. And I was just like mesmerized. Like this is so beautiful. But also I was like, I got to pee. And there was, there was a, uh, like a porta potty. Well, more than a porta potty, but you know, like at rest stops or like, mm, in, mm-hmm. like at hiking trails and stuff, yeah. they have the little, the little bathrooms. Um, so I make my way like through, you have to like, so you're in the parking lot, you have to like go through like a little trail to get to the bathrooms. And so I finally get there. I'm like, oh my God, I like sit down. I'm relieving myself. And all of a sudden I hear, I hear footsteps or like, I hear running. I hear like, it just like, it like intense running towards the bathroom. And I'm like, nope. what the, and I, yeah, I grabbed the door and made sure to lock it. Cause I didn't, I, I literally, like, I didn't lock the door at first. I was like, like there's no nobody here. else out here. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And I am just like, my heart is racing because it, re- it runs and it stops right at the door. And I'm like, and you can't see oh my anything because you're I can't see bathroom. anything. There's no windows. And I'm like, I am freaking out because I'm like, okay, I, I didn't have my phone or anything. And also I didn't have service oh, anyway, but I was like, no. what the fuck is outside here? It's either like some psycho serial killer who's been like hiding out in the woods, like waiting for me. Or it's some like, like, I was like, it could be an animal. Like it, it sounded like foot, like human. 
But I was like, it could have been an animal. Like, I don't know. (laughs) But I was like, what the fuck do I do? And I was like, I was like mortified. I don't even know how I finally got the balls to like open the door. But I was like, I I don't know. Like, I basically like came to terms like this is it. I'm like, I'm dying. Like, whatever's out there is going to like eat me or murder me or whatever it wants to do with me. Like, this is it. These are my last moments. Like, and I don't want to just like die in Cordelette. Right. right. I was like, so here we go. So I open the door. And I'm like, of course, I'm I'm waiting for it. I'm like, what, like, what is going to come and get me? And there's nothing. There's nothing there. I look around. There are no footprints. There is nothing there. But I like heard this clearer than day. Like, and you could hear it like running up. Like, I know there was something out there. And I have never been so terrified in my life. Um, There, yeah, there was something like that. And so, of course, so I like ran back to my car and just like drove the fuck away and was like, oh my god, what the hell just happened to me? Nope, get me out of the forest. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you survived. <laughs> right? Oh my god. Oh my gosh. That just makes me curious of like what happened out there and you had yeah. no idea where you're at. So <laughs> there'd be like no way to look it up. But I wonder if there was like some crazy incident and it was just the ghost uh, energy, right. you know, reliving that experience. My first thoughts like dimension shifting real quick like some oh, like maybe whoa. like there was a quick lapse of time where like somebody was running towards the bathroom in one dimension but it oh just like collapsed. that gives me a lot of chills right oh my god yeah whatever Taylor was really like, likes it- to go down these wormholes of the <laughs> matrix and yeah. the timelines crossing I'm and stuff like- <laughs> yeah so else? funny <laughs> Wow, what a fun story. <laughs> okay, I'll tell my weird story from the other night if we're just telling ghost stories really Let's quick. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, Mickey is annoying, my dog, sometimes. <laughs> and he, like, wanted to go back downstairs to go pee or something. And then I was, like, laying in bed and I was like, did Kurt lock the back door? And I got all nervous. So mm-hmm. I, like, went downstairs to lock it. And I swear to God, there was, like, a little boy standing just, like, I could see him really clearly standing on the other side of the sliding glass door. Like, like outside? Yep, looked oh, right at me. And God. I locked the door, and I ran upstairs really fast, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm freaking out. <laughs> and I was like, I know oh. I asked to see shit, but, like, I don't want to see shit. <laughs> just right? take, take it back. I take it back. <laughs> That's a lesson in your spirit boundaries. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I said, oh, nope, we're not doing that. Nope, 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 nope. As I like ran up the stairs and then Kurt's like, what's wrong? I was like, I saw a child. And he's like, what are you talking about? (laughs) I don't know. I didn't look at him too long. I just ran away. Nope. Immediately, no. Oh, my God. Immediately, no. I mean, Richard here is different because he's just like out of your peripheral. Like peripheral. Uh Is that Mm -hmm. how you say that? Mm -hmm. And is like shadow man with the hat but like i saw this whole child (laughs) i can like picture it nope i'm seeing like um the little boy from pet cemetery sage i don't know did you ever see that Uh -uh. that's the little boy i'm seeing in my head oh just like right (laughs) yeah or yeah gauge that's right Mm -mm. um just like standing at your door oh my god yeah so that was like three nights ago (laughs) yeesh it's a little little too much thanks Mm -hmm. Um, well, how about we go into our questions? Yeah, and then card pull. 
All right. So Ooh, okay. um, we have two questions that we love to ask our, ask our guests at the end. And one of them is, what is like a self-care activity that you just, it's like your go-to or you can't live without? What do you do to take care of Monica? Mm. Well, I think my absolute favorite, like the place where I just feel the most like, oh, melting it all away is like being in hot springs. Um, Mm -hmm. I wish I could say that I could be in those more often than I am. So Mm -hmm. because that is not something that's like readily um, accessible or available, um, I, you know, it takes a a drive, a trek. Um, Mm -hmm. But when that can happen, that is like the best. Oh, my God. Like, I don't want to leave. I don't want to get out of there. Um, It's so good. So good. Oh my God. Okay. I'm just like mm, thinking about it. I'm like, oh God. Okay. Um, so I'd say because yeah, it's like, no, I usually have like I don't have a lot of time or like a lot of um long periods of time to myself. But um I think for me, ooh, I guess the next one would probably be like a walk in nature. Um just Mm -hmm. being in nature, like breathing in fresh air and smelling trees and stuff is like the best. Um, so grounding. So grounding. Yeah. Just it's like, that's what I say. Like nature is my church. So if we're going to get like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like if somewhere I need to be that that's where I need to be, where I feel most connected and grounded. Um, but if it's like at home, it's usually just like a quick um, meditation, lighting some candles, um, Palo Santo, whatever it needs to be. Um, Mm -hmm. just like, just calling in my, my higher self and my guides to help me like in that practice of like releasing. Cause I know I I do, I take on a lot and that's like, it's a big thing I'm working on is to like work on releasing things that aren't mine. Um, Mm -hmm. and to just allow in good. So that's been something that I do more on the daily that I'm just like, Hey, yo, I need a little help here. Like that's been more of like a ritual for me to like take just those few minutes to breathe and like feel like welcome in what, what I want to take and release what I do not want. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Our second question is if you could tell little Monica, your younger self, something, what would it be? Mm. There's a lot of things. But again, getting back to kind of what we talked about is like a lot of it also has to just happen the way it has to happen and at the time it's supposed to happen. But I think something that still would have really helped me would have been to know or to say, like, don't put my value in other people's hands or opinions. Mm. Like they do not get to say what my value or my worth is like, mm -mm, nope, nope, that that is up to you and you like. Nope. It would have saved me a lot of time and trouble. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> um, oh my definitely. God. Great advice. Yeah. I love that so much. That's really beautiful. And um, yeah, something we haven't really heard yet too. And I think is really an important reminder because I think a lot of people, especially those born female, uh, kind of fall into that complacency and really like wanting to be accepted in the world, mm-hmm. you know, and yep. a lot of that comes with, that's where the people pleasing steps in and oh sure, 
And yeah, that's not what makes you valuable because you know, right. Right. So yeah, just, it's breaking. Yeah. It's just breaking all those, well, all those lies, but just like all those, like, I mean, when you think about it too, how much attachment it is to just like previous generations too. And and just all the other, all the other maternal energy that's been carried through. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I'm all doing this anymore. No, right. Taylor. Cause it's like, that wasn't even mine to begin with. Like rude. I I don't mm -hmm. No, Pass. Yeah. Yep. Fuck. Yeah. I love that. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> so good. Okay, mm-hmm. so we're just gonna um close out here with a card pull for the collective. And um today we're pulling from the Star Seed Oracle deck by Rebecca Campbell. Um and Taylor's gonna pull us a card today. So All right, Monica, stay say stop when you feel ready. Oh yeah, I like that. Stop. Mm, okay love that oh um this card says all paths lead home inner authority intuition turn your gaze within Mm. Mm -hmm. the artwork is fucking beautiful describe the card for us there darling um she's in this like lady in a wavy dress is in this watery bubble and maybe like a different planet. I mean, this whole it's like- called Star Seed, yeah. so <laughs> um, but she's in like a little rock labyrinth and possibly finding her way home. So hmm. awesome. Take a picture. Okay, so this card represents inner authority, intuition, and turn your gaze within, like Taylor said. And the book reads it's normal to look to the external wor- world for answers and guidance. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> Mic drop, we're done. <laughs> oh my oh god. Wow. Thank you, universe, for being mm-hmm. so spot on. Uh-huh. <laughs> Seriously. God damn. That makes me laugh really hard. <laughs> What's revolutionary is turning your gaze inward. You're being called to source your guidance from within, to study the terrain of your inner landscape, to develop a reliable relationship with your soul. The more time you spend connecting with your soul, the deeper the connection will become. The challenge for empaths is staying connected without cutting off from the world. (laughs) The best way to do this is to develop a daily practice that helps you keep checking in to draw on the wisdom within and let that be the authority in your life. Wow. If this card appears, you may be called to develop or switch up your spiritual practice to get in the habit of turning your gaze within getting centered for the day before consuming anything from the outside world Mm -hmm. to start from a feeling of at homeness and throughout each day to find simple ways to keep coming home. This doesn't mean switching off from the realities of today's world. We need as many conscious people as possible living with their eyes wide open. Rather, it's a call to start your day from a place of connectedness, grace, and devotion 
So when you go out into the world and when you let the world in, you do it from an unshakable state of being, Mm -hmm. a state where you draw your strength, authority, and guidance from a place deep, deep within. Beautiful. And then it says star seed soul inquiry. So this is something to meditate on or journal. How are you being called to turn your gaze within? That card could not be more perfect. Yeah, that's no. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> How, like what what does that make you feel, Monica? What's coming through for you is cuz that's I mean it, it is for the collective, but I feel that was just a reminder for you too mm. with everything mm-hmm. we talked about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, I feel like we didn't need the podcast. You just needed to pull that card and it would have like, <laughs> no, um, we'll just cut no, again. <laughs> right. Um, so to wrap it up, yeah, in a nutshell, that's what I was trying to say. Um, but yeah, just um, a very powerful reminder. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that I'm a sorry. Fiora? Yes, yeah, a little tiny wee Aww, one. I know, babies. I know. You want to come here, little baby? Perfect Hi. Hi. Hi, you're a baby. Hi, Hi. I love you. She's gonna eat some berries while we wrap up here. She's mm, so yummy. Cute. Perfect. <laughs> um, right? Yeah, I think. Gosh, it's it. I, I think especially too, like Taylor, you were touching on it just a couple moments ago about like that it's also some, I think, I think you were the one who brought it up, Taylor, about women being ones that like, um, you know, I think we tend to fall even more victim to those like that, that um, false voice or like from previous mm-hmm. ancestral lines of like, you know, you're not worthy to have a voice and all these things. So I think it's super important to really look deep within us because we do hold that power. And in fact, like, I think the reason we were like, the reason it's, it's stronger in women is because we do have, we, we hold the ability for creation within us, you know, we Mm -hmm. have that ultimate power. And so the fact that we can create, you know, life is is everything and we need more more people who are awakening to their higher potential because you know I think again and this is just my experience was like even though it's like I've I've touched on these things and I've known that like you know that 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 I've that I've been made for more that I've been spiritual but like I, I just I haven't really allowed myself to like tap into it fully until this year and Mm. I think it's it's a gift I do feel like it's a gift to the universe because like that was Mm. saying the more we can like show up and present like the the collective does need us we we are healers in a way just to show up every day to be fucking brave to face the like we're not in denial we're not like saying we're like not existing in the same dimension or the same reality that other people are it's Mm -hmm. how to integrate that and I think the more we're showing up to do that it's it is going to be more of like a collectively felt um power or energy shift and that for me is like 
that's everything. That's where mm-hmm. it's like, I know I'm on that right path or I know you like <laughs> what I'm doing. Yeah. What I'm doing is, is meaningful and that I am finally like finding my own. And it just like, it, it does, it, it feels right. And it's, um, you know, a lot of it, it has been really hard and, um, it, I call it growing pains because it's like, I'm finally for once feeling things. So like mm-hmm. I am going within and it, it's hard. It, it can be really hard and scary to look at some of the stuff within and even just what's happening on, um, you know, on planet earth and all the suffering mm-hmm. and things. So it's mm-hmm. not definitely not trying to like ignore what's going on, but just like really feeling it, but also like feeling our power. And that's mm-hmm. what I take from it. I love that. And that I'm is... just here and let's go girls. Episode. I love that so much. Oh, thanks Me for too. that little uh, hidden insight within your own soul. I'm so glad that that uh, resonated with you too. And just like really made you feel deeply yeah more into your conviction of like who you are on this planet, who you get to be and who you get to become in the world. Watch out, you guys. It was so So lovely to get to meet you and hang out and chat today. I can't wait to meet you in person. Yeah. Same bring, Taylor. Bring your babies. Yes. I oh, I will. will. Cuddle them. <laughs> um, so, if people want to connect with you more, if they love you and they just like want to get to feel in your energy, where can people find you, Monica? Or if they need to so buy you, a house. Yes. Well, yeah, that too. Right. Even if you're not in New Mexico, um, I have really great connections. So I can help you buy or, you know, just be in good hands with whatever, like whether awesome. you need to buy a home or sell a home or, you know, any of those things. Um, I mostly am on Instagram. Um, my Instagram handle is Desert Dwellers R-E. And um, I'm also, let's see. Um, yeah, I'm I'm mainly mostly on Instagram. Uh maybe mm-hmm. like TikTok. I think I'm I don't know if that's gosh, I should know. I don't know. I might be Desert Dwellers Real Estate <laughs> on TikTok. I should probably I tried to like I, I went through like um what do you call it? A branding session so that I would like mm-hmm. be, you know, the same across board. Yeah, no, TikTok is Desert Dwellers Real Estate. So whoops, mm-hmm. I goofed there. Um <laughs> but I also haven't like gotten very good about like posting on um on TikTok, it's but I, I love Instagram to figure it out. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it is. Oh my god, I'm all what? What is this fandangle contraption? Uh, yeah, no. So I'm I'm mostly on Instagram, but um, uh, yeah, you can um, you can also email me um if you have questions or if you need like I said if you need to like get connected with somebody in another state um because yeah it's you you want to feel really like good with that person on your side you don't want to just like um because I've made that mistake just like thinking like oh it's you know one size fits all everybody is the same like they're totally not um so yeah you just and like yeah meet different people interview different people see if they if you feel their vibe. Um, but my email is desert dwellers, R E at gmail.com. Um, so that's another way you can find me too. But yeah. And Monica's Instagram is so fun too. Her stories. She's always like putting up cool 
home fads and like Love. asking for like would you is this something that you would like and it's just like this fun little addition so even if you're not in the buying market or anything right now like her instagram is just lovely and she's spreading her goddess joy and like you can watch her grow and step more into her power too um it's such a delight over there oh <laughs> thank you thanks your for story is always one i gotta watch yeah yay <laughs> and I vote oh good on everyone that i see whenever i go on there oh good good i do i have yeah. fun with it that's i'm not gonna lie and so i yeah. think that kind of like it's yeah not it's not your typical <laughs> yeah it's not like just I promise it's not just like houses for sale. Yeah, no. Yeah, so so much more. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a little piece of Monica for sure. I love it. It's a piece of home. Thank you. (laughs) Well, thank you so 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 much, Monica. I I love love you you. so very much. I love you both. Thank you. This was seriously such an honor, and thank you too, Tofu. (laughs) (laughs) He's been so good. He only tried to eat the table twice. (laughs) Oh my god. 